Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Energy will remain a big-time political issue through the coming winter and into the foreseeable future. Uh, Interesting with all of the chatter going on about the balance of power and who will take control of Congress after next week's Election Day. Uh, Republicans are actually starting to piece together an energy agenda for after the midterms. So what are they focusing on? What would that look like? How would it impact the country's energy policies uh, as we look at divided, possibly divided government if uh, Republicans do take the House, the Senate? Uh, Of course, uh, President Biden will continue to be the executive branch in the White House. Uh, So to help us break all of this down, uh, Josh Siegel is an energy and climate reporter for Politico. And he's also the host of the Politico Energy Podcast. So he is all about the uh, frenzy of activity around energy policy and climate change on Capitol Hill and well beyond. Uh, Great piece in Politico. And uh, Josh, thanks for joining us. I appreciate the intro and thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's dig into this. Uh, I have been one who's been critical that the Republicans have been running against things rather than for things. Uh, But now that they might get to be in charge of things, uh, they're starting to think about what they should be for. Uh, so uh, I, I hear a lot of rumblings on Capitol Hill in terms of uh, cobbling together some kind of energy focus. What are you hearing? Yeah, that's right. So they are you know, very being, being very public about the fact that they plan to do strong oversight of the Biden administration in its climate agenda. So maybe not the proactive piece that you're you know, wanting, but they, they are, they are, um, you know, maybe more quietly saying that they plan to put forward some sort of energy bill that reflects, you know, their, their big ideas early uh, in a 2023 Congress. So from what I'm told, I spoke to, you know, more than a dozen Republican uh, staffers, you know, outside allies, legislators themselves. And so what, you know, in broad strokes, they're saying they're going to put out an energy bill that, would you know really address this current energy inflation uh, in their minds and, and deal with stimulating production of all types of energy. So oil and gas, obviously most prominently, but also uh, renewables and other you know in the future um, clean energy technologies like hydrogen, small nuclear reactors. Um, so so that's a big thing. And and the, and the way they're going to go about that is really looking at this issue of, of energy permitting, which has been very much in the news because Senator Joe Manchin has is try to push this as well with with Democrats. Um, But the Republicans want to go much further and really relax the rules around how you build infrastructure projects, including energy, be it pipelines, uh, um, natural gas export terminals, uh, transmission to to move renewable energy. And uh, and also they want to deal with critical minerals, which is a big going to be a big focus because critical minerals make up a lot of new clean energy technologies. We need more of them. We need to mine more of them. So they'll make it easier to, you know, potentially mine for these minerals in the United States. So, so that's the big legislative focus, and there will be an oversight piece that's been very well publicized as well. Yeah, well, let's start with kind of that permitting piece because I, I do think that's an interesting one, where there could be a, a, an, at least an opportunity for some wraparound uh, bipartisanship. Uh, I know some of the uh, clean and green energy projects have now started bumping up against some of those regulatory things that tend to slow those projects down or uh, tend to make them cost a lot in terms of some of those NEPA requirements and so on. Uh, and then you also mentioned the uh, the critical minerals uh, in that in order to get to, to green and batteries and electric cars, uh, there's also a lot of mining uh, that requires a, a lot of traditional energy and so on. 
Uh, is there a potential there to kind of have a, a wraparound moment where we can say, okay, so let's let's go at this both with an eye, obviously not just producing the traditional energy sources, uh, oil and gas, but also looking at uh, some of those renewable and uh, some of those more environmentally friendly mm-hmm. pieces? Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty striking in the last couple of months where we've really seen kind of this consensus, for, you know, as you said, um, there, there's an interest in, in building more oil and gas infrastructure to kind of deal with this situation of high energy prices. At the same time, you know, Biden has very aggressive clean energy goals. He wants 100 percent carbon free electricity by 2035. And to really do that, you're going to have to build a lot of clean energy projects, you know, so, uh, solar farms, wind farms, offshore wind, all sorts of things, carbon capture. Um, so to do that, our, yeah, just our current processes are, are very cumbersome. I mean, both both Republicans and Democrats acknowledge that. Um, so, yeah, there are some people who think there's going to be an effort here in the lame duck after the election, which is this brief, you know, the end of the current Congress before, uh, you know, we actually see switching of, of power if that happens, where you could see an effort to do a permitting bill. But even, even if that were, regardless of what happens there, um, and, and that's always difficult, um, just given there's so many priorities on, on what to get in a lame duck, right. Right. Um, you know, that you would see a Republican Congress, as I said, you know, really emphasize this and that the Republicans who I spoke with and Republican leadership say that they would clearly they would put forth a very aggressive proposal to start. But they they say they're very aware of that. The Senate is narrow. Uh, it's going to be narrowly controlled by, by one of the parties that mm-hmm. you won't be able to get much done unless there's bipartisan agreement. And then President Biden is in the White House and he can veto or sign uh, legislation. So, yeah, I mean, I do think this is an area to really watch. There's there's all sorts of interests that want to see something happen. So we'll have to see if they can work uh, work together for sure. Yeah, and then I also wanted to ask you just kind of on the uh, the oversight part and the climate component to this, uh, is, is there any possibility that we can get to uh, the getting past the fake fight and the false choice uh, when it comes to some of these things that we can say, okay, we can, we can be green and responsible and do that and – uh, we can figure out a way to do it uh, in a way that's going to work for businesses and the American people and, and all of those kinds of things uh, mm-hmm. with a with a split uh, Congress, uh, divided government. Uh, is there an opportunity for that uh, when we get into January? Yeah, I mean, I think clearly the Republicans are going to be pretty aggressive in their rhetoric and their politicking because they they view the current energy crisis, high prices as an opportunity to really Impressed what they've been saying that they feel like Democrats um, want to move too quickly off fossil fuels and the economy just isn't ready for this transition and that high high costs are going to be you know continue to be a, a factor and and how people kind of view um, policy even though clearly their you know climate policies have not <laughs> that have gone into effect have not you know played a role in current energy prices but that's something they think is a potent argument. So I think that there will be that piece. But again, I mean, on, on the legislation side, there there are people on both sides who think there are, I mean, clearly you're, you probably wouldn't do anything huge. Permitting would be the best opportunity. Mm. Biden got his Inflation Reduction Act on climate. So they've kind of checked the biggest box that they would need on the Democrat side or the side of people who want to see, you know, significant climate action. So, so yeah, I mean, but I do think you could see things around like, um, you know, forestry about maybe, you know, planting trees has been a Republican emphasis, but that, you know, it sounds maybe silly, but that's, you know, way to absorb carbon yeah. that's, that's already in the atmosphere. I mean, that could be a piece you could see farm, uh, farm policy, um, you know, creating incentives for farmers to, to absorb more carbon on their, on their lands and to, 
um, be more green in their practices. So, so I think there are, there are, you know, small ball measures and again, advancing all these different types of technologies, because this isn't just about wind and solar anymore, right? right. There's technologies like carbon capture, hydrogen. I mean, these are happening. These, these, these projects are being announced in red states and districts. So I right. talked to a lot of Republicans who said, look, we're not going to like, you know, repeal tax credits that are in the inflation reduction act for these green technologies, because these projects are being built in, in our state and district. So, so that alone, you know, will, will mean there's a there's an alignment of interests. Yeah. Great insight. Uh, really appreciate uh, Josh Siegel joining us. He's the energy and climate reporter for Politico. He's also the host of Politico Energy podcast. Uh, thanks again for joining us on that, Josh. Uh, and I think that's so interesting what will happen. And to me, the test will be, are those in Washington more focused on scoring political points or solving the problems of the American people when it comes to energy? That wraps up our number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll take a break for top of the hour news. Much more to come in hour number two. Stay with us. We'll be right back.